yeah, episode yeah, 42 yeah. actual list with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So here, welcome back to Noob Talk Radio, uh, episode 42. I'm your host, Joshua Osborne, and uh, with me here is Teague Henderson. And Teague, how are you? Just fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> Do you think it's possible for you to ever give a sincere answer to that question on the show? I wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. Okay. There's no okay. Problem. So don't hold, it's, don't hold it's, your it's breath. It's not a real question. Yeah, sure how are you is. doing? No. I no, want somebody asks you how you're doing, you're not supposed to be like, well, you know, my dog shit on my floor this morning. Uh, I had no milk for my coffee, and I got a, you know, like no man. We've been over this. We've been over this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, how you doing is like, yeah, no, great, thanks. Some people appreciate. You know, my therapist. Here, here's one example. My therapist actually tries to answer that question as a real question when I ask him. Yeah. Or, or he at least gives it some thought before he answers. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I kind of like that. The majority of the time, it's not meant as that. You know, it's no. like when when somebody asks how you're doing, it's it's just an, it's another way of saying hello. No, but it can be a good. Uh, it could be a nice sort of like conversation starter. For sure. Right. For sure. I mean, you know, you, you gotta you, you give a little bit of a uh, little personal detail. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen anybody in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I haven't seen you in then? two weeks. So no, it makes sense. But um, Jolly Rancher. No, thanks. I have definitely been noticing you've been logging the countless hours of uh, Dying Light. Two. Dying Light 2. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. You stay human, Dying Light? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does anyone call it Dying Light stay human? They totally don't, right? I've never heard that. <laughs> I've never heard That's excellent. <laughs> that, that, just the idea of saying, I've never heard that. Well, is see so it, excellent. I see it on the screen. It says <laughs> stay human, but I thought the game was telling me what to do. <laughs> oh, I man. thought it was just a fucking suggestion, man. That's right? hilarious. <laughs> suggestion. That's fucking excellent. I had no idea it was part oh, of the game. It's in different man. writing, anyways. Dying Light 2, and then underneath it says in like uh, something else. Like, yeah, it's smaller, it's in like uh, different font and everything. It just says oh, stay amazing. human across. You know? <laughs> it's a suggestion. Uh, that's excellent. So, yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed you playing a hell of a lot of uh, Dying Light 2. I, I was excited to, to talk to you about it. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Definitely was very. Um, What's the word? Really intrigued by this game. Didn't think too much I was going to play it before. I still don't think I will now, but I do think it's a really exciting property. I mean, I, I like the company. I like what they do. I mean, we'll talk about that. Maybe yeah. maybe I won't like them as much after after discussing Dying Light. I don't know. but um, So, I mean, yeah, I, f- I figured maybe we could just leap in this week with, you know, this this can be your, your Dying Light 2 uh, sort of informal review My moment. kind of thing. My moment to shine yeah, on, yeah. to speak of. Exactly, exactly. But the fact that there's no crossplay between four and five, though, PS4 and PS5. Yeah, that is. That's a huge. That's funny. That's a huge problem to me. That's a big turnoff. Like actually, if I had known yeah. that, I wouldn't have bought it to begin with, uh, because the majority of my friends that we'd all been waiting on it, they all have PS5s. You're right, um, right, right. So, the fact that I had one buddy on a PS4 is that was super gung ho to get it. Well, I had already bought it by then, so right. whatever. But um, it's not the kind of thing you check in advance, right? No, no I just assume. You assume, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but a buddy was super keen on it. He's on a PS4, so uh, I, I don't regret buying it now. You mm-hmm. know, um, I've had a friend to play with, uh, but yeah, that was the first kind of uh, red flag to me. That was the first disappointment. Right. Um, Do you get a free PS5 upgrade when you buy it? I don't know. So that. You know, even though it wouldn't be cross-play, at least if you got one, you'd sort of automatically have the other, so you could at least utilize both. It fucking better be. <laughs> like, I couldn't possibly I know, imagine yeah. that it wouldn't be. Because, like, didn't didn't a bunch of games just put out, like, a free 
PS5 version, like Valhalla. A lot of them did. Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, or Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is coming, isn't it? Well, no, no, no. It's actually released like two two days ago. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's on our that's on our topic list. I'm very right, excited yeah. to talk about it. I, I unfortunately have not played it. Um, I was gonna try it, but it literally. I mean, I got home from the from. I was in a cabin in the woods uh, over the past like, week. I got home at like four o'clock and started then. Uh, and it wasn't finished by the time I went to bed. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah, they're just totally. two because it was downloading both the PS4 patch and the PS5 version at the same time. Mm. So the PS4 patch was already like I don't know, forty gigs or something, yeah. and the PS5 version was like another seventy or something. So right, just, like, right, forget it. Lost cause, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, anyways, no. It, but yeah, a lot of games do it, anyways, right? So I'd, most I games really do would hope that it would be. If we could come back to Dying Light Two, uh, yeah, I was really excited to you know we'll do our what we've been playing, but it's kind of going to be the Teague's informal Dying Light Two review. So you know, tell me about Dying Light. So I got I want to be a little. I don't want to shit on it too hard. <laughs> disclaimer? Yeah, disclaimer. I don't want to shit on it too hard. <laughs> but that being said, it's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Would you care to elaborate on the statement? Yeah, no, I would. <laughs> uh, no it, um, it, it does some really cool things. It's, uh, it's got some awesome stuff in it for sure. It can be really fun, but it's got more problems than anything I've ever seen. More bugs than any game I've ever seen before. So, kind of a piss off. And it, I mean, it's got some other issues too, but it, the bugs are the main issue to me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And they're just, there's so many. Uh, yeah. Again, unlike anything I've ever seen. And, you're and, like, and I played a... 76. Uh, I pre ordered Fallout 76. I think I pre ordered Anthem. I like, I don't know. I've, I've yeah. messed with some pretty shitty games and nothing compared to this. Right. And you're on Pro, right? And I'm on Pro. Right. Yeah. So originally I was thinking maybe it's a PS4, PS5 thing, and it was actually made for PS5, and it's just it's got the problems on a PS4, but I don't think so. I've seen a lot of people playing on PS5 and um, PC, and it seems like they're still... Maybe it's not as often. Mm. Uh, maybe they're not as bad, but um, it's really bad on yeah. PS4, like uh, in terms of bugs. Right. But anyways, the uh, about half the time... Um, you couldn't hear the audio in uh, the, you couldn't hear the NPC speak right. during quests so like had to turn on the subtitles to get the missions you know and like mm-hmm. it's not once in a while it was like half the time right. um, <laughs> crazy that's um, substantial yeah yeah uh, a lot of the time NPC skin wouldn't render in so they would just look like uh, super smooth gray yeah they just look like mannequins and then like after a couple of seconds they would, it, their skin would render in oh well <laughs> cyberpunk had that problem yeah, no, yeah. I, see, I do that yeah. <laughs> um, but like it, to, like it was just more you know like yeah. it just happened so much yeah. and um, lots of uh, enemies just kind of like freezing in the air right um, just like fallout yeah. like, really stupid AI yeah uh, doing dumb shit uh on things you couldn't interact with that you're supposed to, you know, missions just bugging out, mm-hmm. uh, like huge problems. And the blue screens, yeah. tons and tons of blue screens. But um, <laughs> overall, like, again, as I've said before, buggy pieces of shit are my bag. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite games are buggy pieces of shit. This falls into that category. It's yeah. not my, one of my favorite games at all, but um, I put in a it's lot of time. It's still really grabbing your attention at the moment, right? Well, actually, no. If if a, if my buddy's not on, like I I won't play at all. Okay. Like, there's I have zero interest in it. Okay. Um, and I mean, it's only like what a week and a half old now. Like, I suppose. I suppose. Well, what about uh, you know? Before you were telling me when we were talking earlier, you were saying that um, you found yourself sort of playing around with like your inventory a lot yeah, in this early, game. Yeah, early, early on. Early. Yeah, early on, I found myself just uh, wanting to figure out 
all kinds of stuff. So I would just, yeah, mess with the inventory and uh, craft. Usually a good sign. Crafting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a really fun part of it, and that was actually not bugged at all hmm. um, that I can think of. <laughs> now, if I, you I can't think of, of anything immediately, that probably means no. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think so. But I mean, like you're interacting with. Uh, one type of NPC and like going through your inventory, right? I mean, some games oh, can't even handle that. <laughs> yeah, but to get to the map or your inventory, when you press the button, it takes three to five seconds to pull up the fucking screen. Mm. Like crazy long. And I, I know I've seen uh, videos of people, I think probably on PC, maybe on PS5, and it's like way quicker. Like mm-hmm. it's, they can, like it's not the same issue. So that's one thing that made me think maybe the PS4 is. Part of the issue, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. Again, huge amount of bugs, yeah. but stupid fun. Yeah, I mean, if you want to run around with a buddy and chop up zombies, dude, yeah, uh, they're like this is hella fun. I mean, I just I couldn't recommend it to anybody for eighty bucks, right? Like, at all. Yeah, there's there's no way. Yeah, um, I do feel that it's still. I don't begrudge any company selling their newly released game at eighty dollars, even if it has lots of bugs. But I completely agree with you. It's like I, I would wait, tell that to people, and yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. definitely and discourage people from jumping on. Yeah, right away. I mean, because mm-hmm. th- I really do think they will iron out a lot of the problems. Like I, I hope. So. I mean, they have to, right? I think um, it's to me, it's no question. They, they, like they I mean, given to. Techland's track record, well, I think I think they have a really good track record before this release. Mm. I'm not trying to excuse this release. I do think that I mean, from everything you've told me, it sounds extremely, extremely egregious. Like like a lot of just really, really, really substantial problems. Game breaking bugs. Yeah, that very much could interrupt your enjoyment of the product. Oh, I. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's what's important, right? Is it like because a lot of the stuff that. Uh, uh, that, that you were ta- talking about to me earlier on the phone um, really reminded me of Cyberpunk. And to contrast against that, I felt comfortable recommending Cyberpunk because I would not have described the... I mean, while the graphical fidelity was shitty, um, I would not have described it as the bugs are actually interrupting my experience of playing the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I would get them sometimes, but I would never be just be, like, throw my controller to the ground after, like, an hour of frustration with, like, can't load shit or, like, mm-hmm. you know, ramming my head against this bug again and again and again. Like, it was never something more complicated than reloading a couple times. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, like, a minute or two of, like, headaches. Like Yeah. Well, one of the things with this game, too, is, like a bunch of times didn't know if it was something you were doing wrong or the game was at first I really just assumed I was doing something I wasn't seeing something you know I'm like I must have I must be missing uh, I, you know a vent or something a way to go <laughs> like so I spent so much time uh, me and my buddy we were like get to the end of the mission and we're like okay well we gotta get there it's like the marker's right there like well we just have to get through this door but the door's closed so there must be a vent there must be right <laughs> And we spent like half an hour, 40 minutes. And finally Jesus. I was like, okay, I got to, like, because it wasn't a big area we were in. Yeah. We were in a pretty small area. And I was like, okay, like, this is really ridiculous. So I, I YouTubed it. And like two seconds into the video, I'm like, oh, fuck, the door's supposed to be open. Oh, my God. <laughs> Close app, boom, turn it back on. Boom, the door's open. What do you know? Oh, my God. Oh, and that's, that's horrible. This happened like seven times. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where the video was like, I had to actually watch a video, and there was probably twice. You had to watch a video to make sure you were not hallucinating. Yeah, there was probably yeah. twice that I was actually missing something. Okay. But five out of the seven times, <laughs> it was the game bugging out on me. Um, yeah, yeah, that's not the, good. <laughs> the death loop at one point, too. At one point, we were going for a mission. We hadn't even started a mission. We were heading for it. 
out of nowhere, I get this countdown that says, you're leaving the mission area. You have five seconds. And when the counter goes down, you just die. Yeah. And then it spawns you in the nearest Des- spawn Destiny point. Destiny does that too. And the timer comes back again. Yeah. And you can't go anywhere in five seconds. <laughs> so the only way to get out of it was, I was playing with a buddy and it was happening to, it happened to both of us. At different times, it was funny. It happened to me first, and he was able to keep going. And then a couple of, maybe 30 seconds later, he left the mission area too, whatever the <laughs> fuck that meant, and this got into this death loop. And the only way we got out of it was, oh, well, actually, we stopped playing for the day. We said, mm. all right, this is a sign. Like, <laughs> we're not supposed to play anymore today. So we stopped. We figured it would have sorted itself out by the next day. Next time we play, <clears throat> we're back in the death loop. Um, Shit. So we ended up when we'd been playing in his game. So the only way to get out of it was to load into my game and play in mine, and that we weren't in the death loop anymore. And then after we, he tried his again, and we weren't in the death Weird. loop. <laughs> yeah, but wow. there was nothing on like Reddit or anything about that. Like we were looking, and there was just so many people talking about this bug, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a fix yet for it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, holy shit! Yeah. Like, that, if that's not game breaking, I don't know what it is. Yeah. No, that's really, I mean, you know, the stuff that you, uh, and I got to, just to further reinforce what you're saying, like, you know, uh, Teak was showing me earlier a few screenshots of, like, this crazy glitch where uh, the entire floor was, like, gone. Like, the, the geometry of the game was just, like, missing. Like, lo- like Wherever there was missing. supposed to be concrete or something, or, like, maybe it was grass or some some texture on the ground just didn't. Rent. It was just see Or more like some type of object. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, maybe some the like cement or in-game type of object. It might have been the cement that just didn't render in. So the yeah. grass was there, but no cement or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and it's yeah, not you, like it's there when you walk on it. Like you just fall right through. Kind of oh, thing. no, yeah. Like absolutely. Totally broken. And when you get too close to any zombies or anything, because they're still zombies, but they're just floating. Mm-hmm. But once you get into a certain area, they just all start dropping through the ground. Oh, God. And um, to fix that, close app? Close app, yeah. Close app. Not just quit the game and restart. We had to actually close app, yeah. I think, for that one. Um, That's intense. It just became such a, such an ordeal to play this game. Yeah. It's like you're almost like not... You're spending most of your time just trying to fix bugs and yeah. not actually... Well, I mean, the amount... Again, I put in a huge amount of time, so I probably got yeah. to taste all of the bugs. Right. Um, but if I was playing by myself, one of the first bugs I experienced would have probably deterred me from playing anymore. I would have probably just been like, all right, fuck this. I'm done. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't have had the patience to start looking YouTube videos on walkthroughs yeah. and stuff to see yeah. if it's the game or me. Or yeah. There's just no way. You know, it really makes me wonder if they're getting a lot of uh, requests for refunds. You know? Yeah. Because like, they very well may be getting a lot. I mean, Jesus, if it's like... If it's like what you describe, I, I kind of feel like I would be tempted to just be like, can I just have my $80 back, please? Well, the like, thing is, like, thing you, you, sold can me still, is like <laughs> you can still have a hell of a lot of fun. It's like anything yeah, with no, a buddy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right? I would not have guessed from the explanations that I read that it would be that impossible, like that hard to play in, in times. Right? I think it'd be interesting to um, sometime for you to actually like talk to my buddy that's played a bunch, Jay, you know, uh, yeah. just to hear his actual take on it. Sure. See that I'm not like actually exaggerating yeah. this. Because like... Yeah. Yeah, he does not have that level of patience for this kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, 
if he wasn't enjoying if there wasn't something hella fun about it uh-huh. there's no fucking way he would have continued with this <laughs> for and, sure and for me sure. too you know yeah. like um yeah. they, they definitely did some amazing things so one, earlier sure. when i said fuck declan i was uh, <laughs> just whatever i mean i'm not serious i mean listen you got to take everything in context right yeah like. yeah so like again all the the shit talking that i'm doing i i do want to point out some like it's doing some really cool things it's for sure. a lot of fun and as long as you know what you're getting into, it's not the end of the world. Totally, know? totally. Well, listen, I mean, I'd like to come back to that, but b- just before we go, uh, like, when we come back, let's talk about the things you actually like about it. Yeah. Um, but before we go, just to give my personal take on my experience with Techland so far, I am surprised by the things you're saying about the magnitude of the situation here, like, mm-hmm. with all the bugs. Um, but yeah, but from my perspective, like, Techland has... I'm trying to remember as carefully as I can because I'm pretty sure I played Dying Light at launch, um, I think it didn't grab me until well after launch, mm-hmm. but I still think that I played a good maybe 10, 15 hours right when it released. Pretty sure I bought it at full price, so I think that must have happened. Um, again, this is extending my memory quite quite a ways back, but I'm pretty sure I got it launch day because I was pretty excited. Um, and I don't think it did not... I would remember if there was issues. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there was bugs, and I, I, I remember them squashing bugs for, like, quite some time after, but it was never anything that, like, I noticed where I was like, oh, shit, this is, like, a mess. You know, yeah, like, yeah. nothing like that. I'm pretty sure I remember Dead Island uh, remains the Techland game that that's, uh, st- stole my heart the most. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you voodoo, bitch? Who do um, you voodoo, bitch? I can't believe that you're, that you're telling me there wasn't a, a who do you voodoo Easter egg. In yeah, totally, <laughs> totally, totally. That's so fucking excellent. It was amazing. Uh, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, Dead Island, I'm also pretty sure that I purchased f- quite close to launch on Xbox 360. Maybe the day it did launch. I think there was a delay between when it came out on PC and when it came to Xbox 360, so maybe they did bug quashing in that period. Okay. But from what I recall, also Dead Island, it was largely perfect. I, from what I, I recall, mean, it was amazing. Everything I've seen from them thus far, for me personally, makes me think that they will succeed Six. here. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. they will fix this. They will continue this because Dying Light, I mean, had ludicrous amounts of support. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like they supported the shit out of that product. Yeah. I mean, Dead Island was perfect, and like they, I'm pretty sure they were bug washing for like a long time after that came out. But really, Dying Light was is clearly their baby because I think Dead Island was still under kind of the yoke of a publisher, sort of. Okay. And Dying Light was sort of like really their, their, their uh, love child. Yeah. Thank you. But you know, with the amount of support they put on that, I'm pretty sure that they will fix this. Oh, I'm. It's sure. still a little rough, but I mean, it's not cool hearing about this kind of story for a day one game. It's too bad. But at least I feel like, you know, they'll probably... There's really no reason to believe that they won't eventually fix it. I hope. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, we'll, we'll take a short break. Yeah, uh, maybe and I when do want to talk about the positives. Because there are, there are quite a few. Um, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so People's Republic. Well, <laughs> People's Welcome Republic of Canada. Wait, what's the what's the place called in Dying Light? <laughs> I don't know what the land is called. Is there, is there like the zone OG in? one is Haran, I think. Yeah, Haran. You're right. That's I, the first, I remember that. That's Dying Light, but this one yeah. I don't think is Haran. Somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So it's not set in the same place. No, I don't oh, think interesting. so. Interesting. Interesting. Well, anyways, yeah. I mean, to come back to Dying Light, we heard about the bugs. Yeah, lots of problems. We had we had the ugly. I talked a lot of shit. Or the bad. Mm-hmm. Let's get some good and <laughs> some good and ugly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Well, the ugly, whatever that that goes in with the bad. Um, I suppose. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much the good though. Uh, it's got a lot of good. Like uh, I absolutely, it's got a super enjoyable, satisfying loop. 
yeah. to it, pretty much. Like, uh, it's not really new stuff, you know? There's nothing really new about it in the open world sense of things. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, get this area, whatever. I mean, I guess there are some differences, but nothing major. But it just, it's so... I don't know. It's so satisfying. Like, you want to level up your combat skills so you can unlock this ability, so you can get this, so you can get this, so you can get this. And you're just like, it's addictive. Um, And I've heard a lot of people complain about the combat, um, say that it's not great or whatever. And I've watched videos of them play, and I'm just like, you just don't know how to do it, man. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so much you can do. You don't have to. You can just Mm -hmm. kind of slash and whatever. That's, you, kind of, that's how I played the previous one, and I, I mean, I enjoyed it like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. So, okay, so one in the ugly is the um, the difficulty, the scaling of the difficulty. It's it's pretty easy. Um, okay. At the beginning, beginning, it's not too easy on normal. Uh, I didn't try on hard yet on, at the beginning, but I tried on normal and then on easy on my buddy's game, and uh, way, way, way too easy on easy. Normal was pretty good at the beginning, but also the amount of crafting and stuff I did and, like, focusing on certain things, mm-hmm. maybe it made it a little too... I may have overleveled a little bit. Hard to evaluate. For some of that, you know? Yeah. But um, I do know later in the game the enemies do get more difficult, and that's great, you know? Mm-hmm. But even I have heard on the hardest difficulty, the scaling is off. It's still... Okay. It's too easy. Um, okay. And I can sort of see that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, I can totally see that. I can totally see it. Um, <laughs> but it's still super fun. Yeah. Uh, just super enjoyable. I, I mean, know. do you feel that that's like kind of a... Does it ever sort of hamper your enjoyment, I guess? It sort of did playing in my buddy's game because I was a little bit over that and his game was uneasy. So at certain points, mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, this is... We're playing for the story here, um, yeah. which is what it says, you know. If right. you want to enjoy the story, you play on easy. Right. Um, but, again, that's my fault because I was playing with a buddy. That's sure. how it was set. So I did find it a little too easy. Uh, but, again, I think they'll they'll hammer it out, you know. They'll figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. They'll, I'm sure they'll add new stuff, new enemies, new mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I, I think it really is meant to... Uh, I think you're meant to spend a bunch of t- spend a bunch of time in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, just explore, and if that's what you're looking for, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you can get lost. Yeah, I mean, I always thought I don't know how how this game stacks up against the previous one, but I always felt like Dying Light had one of the most immersive and beautiful and fun worlds to explore that I've ever seen. It's I, I yeah, it was very nice, but I didn't find the same desire when I was playing the first Dying Light to just continuously play to upgrade this to upgrade that like Mm -hmm. it didn't have the same the same pull as this Hmm. one to me maybe time maybe my preference has changed and now I look for the now I enjoy this more or maybe this uh, I don't know maybe I've changed but I find this really did have an addictive a really fun grind to it like uh, it was just it was enjoyable and like to the point, willing to tolerate, like, you know, I don't know how many uh, black screens and or uh, blue screens and, mm-hmm. and just, well, black screens too, sure. <laughs> <laughs> black and blue screens. Uh, but anyways, really some super cool stuff. I love the combat. Um, I am going to, I probably will finish mine, my friend's game, and then I'll start it over on hard. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. So... Even though I don't have 
too much desire to play more right now. Like I do feel like I will put in more time. For sure, for sure. Well, so, I, I mean, I'd love to circle back to this when you. Yeah. <laughs> I said it again. Yeah. But I would love to circle back to this when, when, whenever you do, to see, you know, does that does that fix it? Like, is it? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Either I guess the question will be either has that fixed it at that point in time, or has the game balancing updates come to a point where it's fixed itself naturally, kind of thing. You know, like mm -hmm. we'll have to just see, I guess. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I also don't think it's too fair to like be well. Yeah, actually, it is the time to be harsh on them when the game is released. You know, I suppose. But, yeah, but I do sort of expect problems now. I know? think, from my perspective, in terms of difficulty, I never really felt like Dying Light was a game that was about being difficult. Mm -hmm. Even though it was difficult sometimes, uh, and maybe the first one's harder than the second one. I don't know, mm -hmm. um, but definitely the night cycle. Yeah, thing is, Night like, Cycle was fucking nuts in the first one. Yeah, those. That's yeah. not the case in this now. Okay, like at all. But that's that's a design decision, mm -hmm. right? Totally, that's not totally. uh, like a mistake. That's no, a, no, no, it, no. It's no. like an integral part of the way this game functions. Right? Yeah, and that I was, mean, how is that compared to the first? Well, one? okay, that's that's kind of a problem. Um, or well, it's a huge difference, and that was one of the things that made the first game so unique and cool was that you really didn't want to be fucking around at night unless you were super brave, right? Yeah. Those virals, yeah. like, dude, come on. Yeah, yeah um, So you don't get those at night in this one unless... So basically you have, like, these howlers on the street, and when they see you, they howl, and um, all kinds of other zombies come for you, and a okay. chase is started. Okay. And it goes up to four levels. And every <laughs> level... Just like the cops in Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> and every level, a cool. new type of enemy comes after you. Oh, neat. Um, and the only way to end it is to make it to a UV light. Uh, the thing is, there's too many UV lights. They're oh, everywhere. Okay. Um, so you, you're never at that point where you're, you're absolutely terrified and completely, like, flustered. Like, they're everywhere. There's just... There's too much of it. Mm -hmm. And I think the virals come on, like, maybe the fourth thing i've never gotten a chase up to four uh in all of my time playing i have come across a handful of virals in buildings uh which is cool they're, they're tough as hell and whatever but um not too many at night it's just it's a completely different vibe for running around at night this yeah. game there's no real worry of doing it as long as you stick to the roofs right if you fall different story but right. as long as your client you're you're on rooftops it's not really scary Right. Um, which is not the case with the first one. That's true. You don't have those uh, in the first one on the minimap. You could see their view, right? So you had to stay out of... Yeah. That, that isn't a thing. Um, re well, you don't have the minimap. Um, right. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. But, That's an um, interesting choice. You have a... It's sort of like when you get seen in other games. You see a couple of lines on the side and then they change color it's like that's the direction you're being seen in and right. it's like turns yellow and then it turns red that's basically what it is now so but the nighttime in this one is like a, it's a different gameplay mechanic right because they build stuff in the game around the nighttime exploration there's stuff you absolutely have to do and can only do at night right uh, so there's missions that um, have to be done at night and then there's a bunch of missions that yeah they, they involve you going into a building and the buildings are full of virals and super tough things during the day. At night, they're out on the street. Mm. So you go in the buildings at night to avoid the crazy virals and stuff. Right. But you have to get there, right? Right. Uh, so <laughs> very, very cool, uh, but different. 
Yeah. Completely different. And can you go in during the day if you... You totally can if you oh, want to fight the virals. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I go <laughs> in daytime all the time. Um, but <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's it, it, very neat. And then there's a lot of like areas where it's at nighttime, it's like a boss. Or like a certain uh, type of zombie spawns there that cool. like it, it's like a boss area kind oh, weird of. so you have to kill him and then there's a container that you can loot that can give you increase your attributes kind of uh, it's almost like some destiny or some diablo elements it, there's or some something. really like, cool elements yeah in it. um and again the just they they tackled it completely different than the first one but it's got some chops man yeah like i really did dig it hmm. um so i don't know very cool. Well, I mean, like I was telling you earlier, you know, I really feel like the only remaining uh, sort of pillar for Techland to conquer is the narrative story, you know, yeah, the narrative and story pillar. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the only thing that they've never been able to sort of knock out of the park. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been varying degrees of okay for a long time. Yeah. Like, I thought Dead Island was pretty good. I thought Dying Light was horrible. Um, from what I've seen of Dying Light 2, I felt like it looked similarly horrible. Uh, and what I heard from my buddy at the grocery store uh, talking about playing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, how do you feel about that stuff? Like, can you... Yeah, I feel like it's better than the first one. But it's been a while since I played the first one. It could be... I could have just been enjoying certain things so much that I gave it a pass, you know? Well, I mean, like I've always said, you know, th it's a testament to Dying Light and Techland that the lack of good narrative and storytelling is not an obstacle to enjoying the games. Right. 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 And that's always been the case. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, it always comes from this place of like understanding that, you know, the gameplay mechanics are so enjoyable on their own and the world is so fun to explore that you really typically just don't care that much that it sucks. Yeah. You know? uh, well, some of it was, some of the stories were actually pretty cool and some of the missions are pretty cool. Hmm. Um, but the thing is they just don't expand on it. You know, okay. so it's like a one-time deal, and you're like, "Oh, awesome! I will. I would love to deal with this person again." And then it's like, mm, "Okay, well, that doesn't happen, or hmm. it doesn't happen." This, like, the the interesting part of the story is gone. Like, it, now it's just you're gonna go do something retarded, like go get books <laughs> or something, um, yeah. or deliver mail. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it, it just it feels like it kind of parts had serious potential you know like and we're we're pretty well done but then it just didn't carry on you yeah know? um so a little bit unfinished know. perhaps yeah just a, yeah. maybe a bit rushed yeah um sounds like from everything you're saying i mean given the bugs and given the complaints about like it sounds like what, what i'm getting from you is i mean correct me if i'm wrong but what i'm getting from you is that there are nuggets of like really solid story and characters there that maybe just very small nuggets yeah but very are not small. you know but could have been could have been, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. They could have just it, like there's a few things that really I was digging. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm I'm on board with this. Um, I'm fucking like it was cool. Um, yeah. There were a few times where it, oh, the difference between this one and the first one. I don't think this is really a spoiler. Um, you're infected in this one. Mm. So, I think most of the reviews are talking about that. Yeah. yeah. So like you do sort of change at some points. You know, like uh, not really, but. Sort of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, again, I don't want to say too much, but sure. Um, yeah. There's some shit, and there's an enemy that's like human that has the strength of the. He's like one of the, uh, well, the virals, right? So he's a fucking monster right. who can rip through like anything, and is super fast. And it, but he talks, and he chases you multiple times. Oh, that's kind of cool, and it's amazing. Yeah, that <laughs> like, sounds that sounds pretty neat. Super fun. Like again, uh, there's a whole bunch of little things that I really feel like. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's a cool part of the story that I don't remember from the first one. Like, 
again, it had some drops. I, I gotta um, be honest with you, from what I recall of the first one, there's nothing that cool. There's nothing even remotely that good in it. One thing I do have to say, too, though, about the lack of creativity is pretty much, like, it gets to a point where every time you open a door in a cutscene and it or like yeah you open a door and it goes to a cutscene you basically are going to get knocked out right <laughs> like pretty much every fucking time it's the same shit um, and it's like okay great and it's like uh, so it got to the point where my buddy was just like we just we'd say it as a joke but it was like yeah. 100% accurate every time uh, that's like, a bummer that's a bummer uh, so yeah. it was just again it had some potential but yeah. it just I feel like it it may have been split up amongst too many people. And Maybe. there yeah. wasn't enough of a focus, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and some of them really hit it out of the park, and some of them just, like, kind of didn't. That's the kind of thing that, like, I feel like a good director like Ken Levine did with Bioshock was really sort of, like, tie all those elements together in a way that makes everything better and greater than the sum of the, of the parts. Right. You know? I mean, that's... Yeah, you're, you're right. You, you need someone... You need a, a good creative sort of... Head. Looking at that from the outside. Yeah, you yeah. need a head. You need yeah. somebody to... Yeah. Put it all together. Yeah, you know? maybe maybe it's just you know it's not something that they've ever been able to achieve as a company. I guess mm. you know like they, they, for whatever reason it's kind of just it's uh, it's beyond them a bit. But it, it's also like just so huge that you couldn't yeah. possibly have good story and writing for all of it. Like there's no way. Like uh... yeah, I mean listen, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent about it, but it's actually not that hard to achieve because what you do is you cut out small portions. I mean a smart narrative director for a project like this would cut out very small swaths of really good story and place them in points in the game and would abandon the rest of the shit. I mean, you, you need to have the guts to be like, okay, we'll focus our efforts on this little this little narrative plot that works and we'll largely just like ignore the rest because who cares? Like, yeah. you know, rem remove useless side quests, remove annoying characters. Like, but that's what made it so much... That's what gives it so much bulk, right? I um, suppose, yeah. So, like, th that it was part of the... Oh, well, they were proud of it, right? It took how long? How long could you play it? Oh, but I mean, walk from here to here. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you with your with your over <laughs> over hundred hour playthrough. Do you feel like you you got your five hundred hours worth? <laughs> no, 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 no. I still. Um, well, again, because I played through the story twice. Basically, um, I've basically done fifty hours of the story. Probably, maybe a little more. Like I could have finished the story for sure. Mm -hmm. We've done a lot of side and small quests and mini games and whatever. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, there's a lot of like parkour challenges that are just like all the same. Yeah, and it's like I, I remember that from the first game. Yeah. You know, you yeah. it's cool if that's what you want to do. They're like yeah. races in other games, yeah. you know, or yeah. just mini games. Yeah. Like, meh. But dude, take a look at Fallout Three for. I mean, do you remember Fallout? Did you play Fallout Three? No, I don't know if I played Three or New Vegas. They're probably. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're probably not that different. But I never played New Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, they're a different company. But from what I understand, New Vegas uh, has the DNA of Fallout Three. It's a different creative team, but they have the. It's like it's very much a, a successor, okay. like a spiritual successor, mm -hmm. even though it's a different team. Fallout Three, the way it handled it. I'm not trying to say that Fallout 3 had the best narrative, but it had it clearly was focusing its narrative in certain areas because it was having main quests and side quests, but then the rest of the world was just filled with interesting shit that was mm -hmm. fun to go explore, but there was no narrative to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there might be some story told in like a couple logs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... But, you know, very small, right? And like mm -hmm. the kind of thing that you could just have one small guy work on, but yeah. it's like, you know, the rest of the world, like they didn't, they had the... 
they had the um, the courage to to say that you know we don't need to fill everything with voiced story that's like meaningful. We can just focus it in certain areas, and then the rest we just put fun shit in that's exciting to explore. Yeah. Whether it gives you a new gun or a perk or a, just a book in a corner that's that has a funny picture on it. I mean mm-hmm. something you know. But yeah. they weren't big, and like mm-hmm. it really worked, you know, because they were able to focus their efforts and like. I'm not saying Fallout 3 had the best story. It didn't, but like no, no, but uh, but four, I enjoyed the story thoroughly. Sure, sure, um, but just the approach of yeah. like funneling your energy into like one thing that's working, and then accept that the rest of the stuff is not going to be that great. And instead of trying to shoehorn in a bunch of extra dialogue and side quests, just make some fun things to explore and leave it at that. Yeah, I don't think I don't they know. could with this, just in terms of how quickly you can cut across the map and how maybe. quickly you can get places. Yeah, it's maybe. kind of. I think they really. I mean, there's a verticality to it that's amazing, makes it yeah. a lot more to explore, but you can get far pretty fast. And I don't think they really could have kept in, your interest in if they didn't have so many things to interact with and mini quests and, again, all Maybe of these. Maybe you're right. Because yeah. it it's just the same, the same, same kind of right, you know? right, like, right, right. Yeah, I feel like they. They needed more than Fallout, for sure. Fallout yeah. definitely was something its own, you know, where you mm-hmm. just... Yeah, it's just cool. Like, it is. Um, <laughs> it is. It, it's just cool. But it really is way more of an RPG than uh, than this. You know, this true. is not an RPG. No, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I guess you it's could... It's an action game. Yeah. I guess you could consider it partially. I don't know. I think, think genre-wise, it technically is, but it's clearly more of an action mm, game. It's an action game. Yeah. Then. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's even just a... Parkour simulator, you know. Sure. Zombie sure. killing parkour simulator. <laughs> <laughs> well, here let's do a let's let's take a page out of the skill up playbook. Would you would you recommend uh, Dying Light? No, to PS4, no. I don't know about PS5, but just off the bat, maybe in a month, I would I would double check on it. Yeah. See if they've fixed uh, a lot of the stuff. But uh, one more thing, after the first patch, I had ex- way more bugs. Uh, interesting. Way more bugs came after the first patch. Yeah, uh, that's so, a shame. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. after a couple more, it'll be better, and I would yeah, recommend probably. it. But yeah. currently, you'd have to be a, a real fan, and you wouldn't need my recommendation. You would have bought it already right, if you're that kind right. of person. If you're like a true zombie fan, and you just love the genre, well, kind of. True Dying Light, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you were going to get it, you would have already. I'm not going to recommend it to anybody. I guess from my perspective, it's like, I mean, I'm not in the mood right now to play a Dying Light game, but I liked the first one a lot. I loved Dead Island. And if I was in the mood, I I 100% would have immediately bought it. The other, uh, actually, Despite the bugs. Uh, yeah. I'm saying uh, don't buy it. But uh, if you do have a buddy that also want, that you want to play with, then that's a different story. I might say, actually, yeah, do buy it. Because yeah. it's, it's a hell of a lot of fun with a friend. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, lots of problems, but... It's stupid fun, man. There aren't many games filling that specific niche. No, niche, no, you know? yeah, no. cool. So I guess uh, you know, that's it for Dying Light. Um, yeah, you know, hope you found something to enjoy there. And uh, masterpiece of a game. Does it? There's got to be at least uh, three or four people that can't tell if that's sarcasm. Well, I don't know. I can't tell if it is. <laughs> nice. I don't know if, how I meant it. it. It is sort of a masterpiece. It is. It is. Oh, yeah. I guess I forgot. To, I should probably say what I've been playing for a second. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's incredibly boring. Uh, not really, really nothing much to say here. I've just been playing Diablo 2. Uh, although I don't feel that bad because I did fully uh, get through Demon Souls. So it's not like I've been doing nothing with my time. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, Diablo 2, still amazing. My level 65 sorceress, Miranda the Destroyer. Finally died. <laughs> Playing Nightmare. Uh, died on, for people who know, the Ancient's Way, fighting the three barbarian ancients. It was absolutely brutal. And it was <laughs> one of those situations, too, where it's like, 
I had that initial moment of like, holy fuck, these guys are hitting like trucks. And then like didn't quite die and was like managed to start kiting around the arena and like, okay, I'm stabilizing here. I'm healing. I'm, he I'm healing before they kill me. Everything's good. And like every two, se every two or three seconds, turn around, launch a few fireballs, run away, keep mm -hmm. healing. And just flew a little bit too close to the sun, mm -hmm. like two minutes through into that process, and yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, I was starting to feel like she was invincible. So mm. you know, it's like yeah. I, I hadn't gotten a character to like, had never gotten a character past I think twenty eight before that, and then this one character went from one all the way to sixty five, and I was like, wow, oh my god, you know? Yeah, really. Yeah, it was almost making me extra nervous because I'm just like, this is too weird. Like, oh. yeah, <laughs> she's cursed. She's done. Yeah. Anyways, so she finally died with uh, a lot of incredibly high level equipment, which is a bummer. Mm. But um, so yeah, I mean that's it. It was it was fun. Uh, I I leaped back into it with uh, my necromancer, who then died after two levels on Diablo, <laughs> with no fire resistance, which was totally my mistake. Uh, started a new new necromancer, got him, just got him to level thirty, and it's going pretty well. <laughs> so that's that's my Diablo two uh, fun times. Well. Um, I guess I can. We'll come to this in the news real soon, but I can say that I have been downloading the PS five Cyberpunk patch. Mm -hmm. uh, I am excited to, to try that. I think I will probably give that a go. It's a toss up uh, between. Now in next episode, it's a toss-up between Cyberpunk, for that, maybe a bit of both, and this uh, really old-school retro NES game, Infernax, mm. which looks like it's probably not that good, but I'm just uncertain enough to want to try it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try It looks like Infernax looks exactly like um, a smoother-playing version of Castlevania II Simon's Quest, for anyone who knows. Hmm. Yeah, no, it really looks like it's got some serious Castlevania II Simon's Quest DNA hmm. on there. Just someone making an updated version. That's it for me. Uh, so, yeah, moving on to the news. Yep. Cool. Uh, well, we got number one. Uh, I'm getting this off IGN, but this news came straight from the source on Nintendo's customer service. They, they made a big post on their customer service page. Uh, headline off IGN reads, Nintendo 3DS and Wii U eShops will be discontinued in 2023. Uh, the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS eShops will be discontinued in, quote-unquote, late March 2023, Nintendo announced today, effectively closing off access to a host of content that can only be found on those platforms. The shutdown will be a multi-stage process that will last throughout 2022 and until 2023. The specific dates are as follows. May 23rd, 2022, pretty soon. Uh, it will no longer be possible to add funds using a credit card to a 3DS Wii U eShop account. So actually important for anyone who actually plays Wii U or 3DS out there. Mm -hmm. I don't play 3DS, um, but... My Wii U is currently, I'm pretty, I mean, again, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty not happy with Nintendo for the way they've handled their sort of like archival content in mm -hmm. on Switch. Yeah, it's like they have this whole subscription service thing, and it's like, yeah, you can play SNES games, but only if you get the subscription service, and it's like this whole thing where it's like, I just fucking hate my shit being tied to subscription services. I, uh, yeah. I gotta be honest. Like, I want to buy... I want to pay too much money for old games. Hmm. Just charge me too much money hmm. for old... Like, I can't stress enough. You know, I have previously purchased some Wii U, like, uh, SNES emulated games for, like... They're pretty expensive, like 18 bucks a pop or something. For shit that's, like... It's literally a ROM file in a computer somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. You know, in fact, I'm pretty sure that I, I can't, you know, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure that in at least one or two cases, like, modern ports of old, like, re-releases of old games are actually using, like, internet emulators to run ROMs because some of them don't even have the original code anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, 
I have no, you know, I, I don't care about paying money for this like old shit, but it's just like, it drives me crazy the way, like I'm not gonna ever want to get into Nintendo Switch Online with the SNES shit because just this idea that like, so what if I don't go to my cabin, if I, if I go to my cabin and like don't link to the internet within like four months, I just won't be able to play sometime? Like, fuck mm-hmm. you, like I don't care. I buy this shit to not even play it in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I buy it to just for it to be there so that when I do feel like it, I can. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, that that's a big rant, but um, no, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, all that to say, that's why I care about this because my Wii U is my old game emulation machine, mm. right? It's what I bought all the classic SNES stuff on. Like, I have Super Metroid on it, Earthbound, um, Earthbound on Super Nintendo, which is a really famous Super Nintendo game. It's quite good. I would recommend it. The only place you can buy it officially, like new now, was on Wii U. Mm. It's the only system you could purchase it in a way that you could have it, quote unquote, forever. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you could buy it on their their eShop for like whatever I can't remember like twelve bucks or something. Okay. So yeah, I mean anyone who wants to like you know fill out their collection before these things finally get shuttered, May twenty third, which is surprisingly close, is the day that you can no longer actually add money through any means, right? Well, through credit card, no? Through credit card, yeah, no, that's true. Um, I, I guess it's meaningful, but it would be probably a lot more difficult. But then August 29th uh, is the day that it can, it'll no longer be possible to use an eShop card to add funds. Mm-hmm. Although who, like those could already be off the shelves by the time this, like it depends on, like I mean Nintendo can force people to remove those from the shelves in advance if it wants to. Yeah, but you can get those online usually. Unless they forbid the sale, I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, yeah, the, I doubt they would before the officially like. I mean, the fact that it's a few months later probably means that that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like you never know, mm-hmm. right? Um, and availability. I mean, they also. I mean, I haven't checked for a Wii U 3DS eShop card in a long time. Yeah, like, fair enough. Those may not be readily available anymore. I don't know. And then late March 2023 will no longer be possible to make purchases. Period. Download demos or themes. Redeem a do- download code or add funds. IGN notes, if you're worried about your existing library of eShop games, the good news is that you will be able to re-download content you already own as well as existing software updates. It'll just be impossible to purchase new stuff. Hmm. So okay. they've given no date for, like, you can't download shit anymore. They will close it at some point in time, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but there is no on the horizon. It's really just, like, if you were missing shit that you should have bought a long time ago, maybe now's the time to get it. Hmm. But, I mean, that's it. Yeah. You know? right. I mean, the systems are old, and no one gives a shit about them anymore. So it's not like it's uh, shocking or anything. Just, right, uh, right. And, like, I'm not... I, I, Yeah, I'm really... The only thing I thought when I saw this news article was, like, oh, shit, I actually better go check my Wii U yeah. and make sure there's nothing left to buy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> just because... Uh, yeah, yeah, I really like it as, a, as an emulation machine. Okay. But uh, it's totally, like, my... Because it has Wii, Wii inside it. Like, it's, it's got a, a fully... You can boot to Wii mode, mm. and it's a fully functioning Wii. So I not only, I mean, I purchased all my, all the Wii games that didn't exist on Wii U in, internally. Okay. Right? So I have all, uh, like a certain amount of SNES games on old school Wii that I have the paddles for. And then I bought all the stuff that, I, that was on Wii U of the old games. So it's, it's a really big like NES, SNES collection for okay. me. Okay. Anyway, so I need to check to make sure it's like, you know. I've, Up to date. Yeah, exactly. I've crossed the T's and dotted the I's on that collection. But um, that's it for that. Sad, but these things happen. Uh, moving on to number two. CD Projekt announced the Cyberpunk 2077 stream uh, to be broadcast on February 15th. Uh, it was being branded as Redstream. They didn't specify anything about the stream in advance at all, but they just said it was, they called it a Cyberpunk 2077 stream. No one knew what to expect. 
that happened. Uh, and then I'm going to reference this article from PC Gamer, which is enormous Cyberpunk 2077 patch tweaks almost everything about it. Uh, and this was published, I think, the, the day after the stream launched. And I, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, Cyberpunk, the mass, this massive patch the PC Gamer article talks about, was released for PS4 and PS5. Basically, they released the PS5 current-gen version right after the stream finished, okay. um, which is kind of neat. And I guess the only thing that sort of I thought was a little silly about the whole stream thing was it's, it's cool to like build hype for these things honestly like i kind of agree with i saw some journalists bandy this around like i don't feel like the information presented really didn't need like a it was like a 40 minute q a stream thing right it was just sort of sort of like why did you not just like put a twitter update about this or, something? Mm. or an email you know what i mean like i don't know like it was a bit like do you guys really think that there... It, it felt a little like, you know, maybe calm down about yourselves a bit here. Mm -hmm. You know, like, people don't care about it that much anymore, but... Yeah. I don't mean to poo on them, it's just, you know... It's a cool update, it's just... And this is really, I mean, like the PC Gamer article says, this is an enormous Cyberpunk update. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it is pretty big. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like they, they could have, you know, reined in their sort of, like, desire Excitement. to... Yeah, their desire to get the public hyped about it. Mm. You know, it's like, I think that we've, we've already... We, the hype train has passed Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't need to talk about that anymore. <laughs> you don't need to overhype us anymore. You know Cyberpunk's I mean? still going? <sighs> Anyways, to come back to the patch itself, I'll take some clips from the PC Gamer article here. Yeah, so as of the stream, the patch went live. The list of fixes, tweaks, and additions are enormous and cover everything from AI behavior to rebalancing skills, adding new elements to the world, and pretty much overhauling the driving model. Night City is about to go through some big changes. Perhaps the most significant are those that CDPR groups under Living City, because these are a truckload of improvements to enemy and NPC AI. The patch notes basically list fixes for everything non-player characters ever do in the game. The following is a partial, partial list taken from full patch notes, and there are improvements to, quote-unquote, taking cover, positioning, reloading, equipping weapons, dodging, blocking, and many others, dot dot dot, hit reactions and death animations, ellipsis, enemies are now much better at blocking and evading, Karenzakov in brackets, attacks, uh, ellipsis, further diversification of melee and ranged combat behaviors for different factions, reckless, aggressive, balanced, defensive, cautious, ellipsis, followers now contribute more in combat, hmm. ellipsis, numerous fixes and balance changes to Netrunner combat. That all sounds great. Uh, PC Gamer notes on a more macro level, there are also changes to how crowds react, with certain NPCs now willing to get aggressive if you're out of line, and general, generally improved reactions to the player, better pathfinding, and hopefully less obvious despawning. Uh, this applies to NPC vehicles also, which as well as receiving visual improvements on turning and general movement in traffic will now react to danger or being bumped into, and NPC passengers can now die in car crashes. If you're being chased by the cops, you can opt to hide out in the area they're looking for. Uh, brackets, previously you just had to put distance between them and you. You kind of like, it was impossible to hide from the cops before. Mm -hmm. That's sort of, so you, it's like, you sort of can maybe, mm -hmm. you know, now. Is there anything else I can note uh, that's a substantial, a bunch of uh, driving improvements, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, alongside these improvements are there are changes to the open world fixer quests. V now has standing with fixers throughout Night City. New fixer gigs will appear gradually in sets as your standing increases, and a fixer will offer you another set of gigs only after the previous set is completed in the given district. That's great. They just kind of came all at the same time before. Uh, it, that's that, that's neat. I like it. Um, completing all the gigs for a fixer will earn you a special reward. Um, that's new. It's completely new. Many fixes to individual quests. Character interactions have been improved in a lot of cases, especially with romances. Some actual new update about you can rent four additional apartments, so that, so you can have different apartments in the game now. There was just one before. You can alter the appearance of your, the appearance of your apartments. You can customize V's appearance in the mirror, like oh, just the whole whack of shit. Right. Not to mention uh, a bunch of new weapons and attachments. These I have not seen yet. Like I said before, I'm downloading the patch 
it no. finished yeah it finished like this morning I think I'll probably play I don't know maybe tonight a rebalancing of clothing mods tweaks to make the easy difficulty setting a little bit more challenging and the introduction of two new stats for V I meant to google this before I came over two new stats for V could be fucking massive Hmm. I, I just can't tell at all, and I didn't have time to check. Right. Um, they also note right after that the last change about the stats goes alongside a rebalancing of the perk system and a slight shuffling of the skill tree, meaning all players will get a, a basically a free character respec because the patch will reset reset all skill points. So it could be substantial. Hmm. I gotta see. UI overhauls. I mean, yeah, and then there's a bunch of like sort of technical stuff, but that's the main... It's huge. The patch itself was, was 47 gigs for PS4. Wow. So it's a big one. But... Yeah. um. I don't have much to say. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy that they're... It's just exciting, yeah. It's, it's cool. They really need to have some fucking humility. God damn it. <laughs> when did it come out? The Stream original. or the, the, the actual game? The game, yeah. December, I want to say December 2020th or something. Or December 10th or something? I'm pretty sure it was, it was delayed to early December. Okay, yeah. The way they deliver their news annoys me. Mm-hmm. I feel like they completely lack humility and it's like deeply inappropriate for a company that's had the level of um, mixed messaging and sort of like uh, unkept promises to, to its gaming, its consumer public. I'd say failures. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was trying not to be harsh, but yeah, they've, been, they've kind of been, you know, like I... They I, shit the bed, man. Yeah, they really <laughs> shit the bed. I mean, I'm still upset about my promised multiplayer that doesn't exist. The only reason why I bought the fucking game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but alongside that, um, you know, I part of me still thinks that if they were going to somehow still do the multiplayer in Cyberpunk, you know, this is what they need to do first. Yeah, fair enough. Right? Like, is build a playground that works. For sure. For sure. Any attention they give it is good. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, yeah. it needed it. It's just, like, maybe don't build yourself up so much as, like, look how amazing we are for doing all this. Ama- like, Right? Dude. That's it. put out a proper game. It's like... Uh, I, I, or fix it silently. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I wish there was a bit more of the attitude of, like... We're sorry we couldn't deliver more to you to begin with, but here's a massive fucking patch. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like a bit of acknowledgement of like, like having a whole stream to talk about your patch, basically. Essentially a patch, you know what I mean? It's like well, yeah. a 40-minute like like conversation for a discussion of a patch. Like, really? Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. It's like they, uh, they broke their arm jerking themselves off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. I mean, I, I love what they're doing here. It sounds incredible. I really can't wait to... Because, I mean, I was waiting to try this on PS5 uh, since getting PS5. And I'm super stoked to have, like, the nice graphical version of Cyberpunk. And really, this is, like, this is clearly the perfect time to try it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm, I am really excited to, to see just how substantial this is. Yeah. No, no. Um, it seems cool. Yeah, it seems cool. Uh, and uh, anyway, so I mean, I, I really hope that it continues in the, the same direction. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And moving on to number three. Now, this is related. So I, I got this headline off IGN, although I'm also referencing a gamesindustry.biz article almost of the same name. Here, the IGN article is Rebel Wolves, new game studio from The Witcher 3 director, is creating a dark fantasy RPG in Unreal Engine 5. Uh, and the gamesindustry.biz article, just for reference, it's called Cyberpunk and Witcher 3 Game Director Launches New Studio Rebel Wolves. And uh, this one was actually, uh, I'll be honest, it was a little bit hard to determine what the source was. From what I can understand, uh, this is just a press release by three, by Rebel Wolves. Uh, and I think they gave uh, small interviews to specific outlets because gamesindustry.biz notes responses to their questions. Hmm. But from what I can tell, it's just a, a press a press release from them, I think. Okay. Um, and IGN just doesn't state their source at all. But um, Conrad Tomaskiewicz, uh, game director on The Witcher 3 and co-director for Cyberpunk 2077, has started up a new AAA studio in Poland called Rebel Wolves. Studio has already lined up its first project, a AAA dark fantasy game built using Unreal Engine 5. Uh, there's some teaser art below that looks suitably dark fantasy-ish. 
The Rebel Wolves team is assembled from veterans of the Polish AAA development scene, including developers who worked on Cyberpunk 2077, The Witcher series, Thronebreaker, and Shadow Warrior 2. I had no idea Shadow Warrior 2 was hmm. Polish developed. Um, but no people, no ex-Techland devs, uh, which as we discussed before... Right, we were wondering, <laughs> you know, the, the whole parkour uh, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, the team includes director Tomaskowitz, design director Daniel Sadowski, worked on Witcher 1, Narrative director Jakub Zamalek worked on Witcher 3, Cyberpunk 2077. Animation director Tamara Zawada, Witcher 3. Art director, I'm gonna have trouble with this one, Bart Lemige Gavel, and that was art director on Witcher 1 to 3. CFO Michael Borica and studio head Robert Merzanowski. Um, then here's a little quote from, I'll, I'll maybe just read like two or three choice quotes. In order to create truly great games, we won't chase trends or numbers, says Zamalek. Our goal is clearly defined. Create memorable games, tell moving stories, and evoke visceral emotions. It's ambitious, true, and I'm glad it is. Art needs ambition. I don't want to create another game. I want to work on titles people will remember. We won't chase trends or numbers. Note that, moving forward. Founder Tomaskowitz says the name for the studio was inspired by the power that comes from a pack of wolves versus a lone wolf. Quote, Personally, I couldn't be happier to have been together with friends who share this passion. We're developing a video game we'd like to play in a way that games should be made, end quote. Tomaskwick says in reference to the studio goal of breaking away from traditional AAA development. Uh, now, I couldn't help, as I was reading this, but think consistently more and more as I was reading it, is this a giant fuck you to the development of Cyberpunk? And this is, is, this, a, is this a blood feud between this guy... Who left the company? Because if you, you know, the, the list of the team, team mm -hmm. members, I mean, it's like it looks like it's maybe all the head, it's like some of the really core head talent, maybe. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the more I read this, I was like, is this a giant middle finger to the way that they fucked everyone with Cyberpunk? It really makes me wonder because I feel like either this guy sort of like drove the ship into the mm. <laughs> into the rocks. Or it's the one who was trying to fight against it. Mm. There's really no way of knowing. No. But I mean... Well, until this game comes out. The whole thing about pack of wolves versus a lone wolf. Mm -hmm. I'm like, is lone wolf the gargantuan entity of production and like marketing versus the pack of wolves being like the actual... I don't... I just... I couldn't help but think it. Fair enough. <laughs> and also that, that line about uh, in making games in a way that they should be made. It's like... It, it feels a little loaded to me. I don't know. Mm. But maybe not. But... Um, I mean, I don't really have uh, much more to say about this. You can uh, check out the GamesIndustry.biz article if you want to know more. Uh, there's a much more in-depth... Uh, I mean, he's got more to say. Uh, mm -hmm. I just didn't want to no, get no, into all of it. Yeah. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Until anything comes out, there's really... I, I'm curious to see what they make. I mean, there's literally nothing to... You know, there's there's no point speculating in what it would be, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, you can assume that it'll be inspired by the similar things that they've worked on, right? The question is, does a splinter group... A splinter cell uh, from Cyberpunk from CD Projekt. Does that excite you, or does it make you kind of just like, eh? No, I don't care. You don't care. No. Yeah. No. CD Projekt to me is dead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, uh, they they. I mean, I really after anything that has CD Projekt linked to it um, or, or comes from it or anything, I just again yeah. I will take. I will be cautious about anything in the future that ever has any association with them, you know? You 100% should be. I mean, I think I think part of me just cares because I want a phoenix to rise from the ashes. Yeah, see, I don't care. And I wonder if these people, just really, but I mostly just want to know if it's a middle finger. Mm. And I'll only know that, I mean, it could take a, a while. You may never know. <laughs> I may never know, but 
that's mostly what I how like why I care about this. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. I really felt like the wording of a few of those things was just a little passive aggressive. So specific. <laughs> I'm like, that's a very specific way of saying that. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe I'm just reading into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably am. Moving on to number four. Super Mario RPG director would like to make a sequel and retire. This one's for you, Matt. Uh, February 15th, this is off IGN. IGN is getting it from an interview between a game director of Super Mario RPG, Chihiro Fujioka, uh, and MinMax, who is some streamer I'm unfamiliar with. During an interview with MinMax, uh, game director of Super Mario RPG, Chihiro Fujioka, said that he wants to return to the Super Mario RPG as his final game, I did not know the creator of this game before, but uh, he is the creative... Well, they don't they didn't really call them that in those days, but from what I can tell, he's the creative director behind Super Mario RPG. Okay. Like, and uh, here's a quote. So in my career, I've been involved in a lot of games, and you know, I would really like my final one to be another Mario RPG game, if possible, he said. I think Mario and Luigi is cool, but I would like to go back and create a Mario RPG where you're only controlling Mario. Asked whether he has any story ideas, he replied, that is a secret. Fujioka is perhaps best known for Super Mario RPG on the SNES, but he also joined Alpha Dream, working on the Mario & Luigi series, starting with first installment, Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga. He then goes on to talk about uh, a bunch of his influences while, while during the development. I won't get into those, but basically uh, I was interested in this article just because I think Super Mario RPG is an incredibly special production. It is a really weird... Uh, unexpectedly good blending of Final Fantasy with Super Mario. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't think it would make any sense. No. But it 100% works as a game, and like it's one of the <laughs> most loved uh, SNES titles from that era, I think, for, in a lot of people's minds. Okay, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I loved it myself. I would love to see what the old director of Super Mario RPG could do with a new one. Mm -hmm. um, I have thought for quite some time that the Mario RPG only ever had one game, and it became Paper Mario. Mm. But they never used the Mario RPG name again. Okay. And for me, when it became Paper Mario, it wasn't. It 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 lost the magic. Right. right. People still love those games. There's a lot of people who really like they were extremely well regarded. For me, I didn't think it was there. Okay. Um, yeah. But I want to see him do. I I would like. In the uh, something in in the spiritual vein of the first Super Mario RPG again, mm -hmm. uh, I just think that'd be really cool. So yeah. fair enough. Yeah, moving on to number five, uh, Horizon Forbidden West uh, reviews come out on IGN. The game has now released. That's when I first noticed it on my uh, screen. <laughs> Tell us what uh, PlayStation kindly uh, thought to. Uh... Well, it decided to just show up as if it was a game I already downloaded. Right, it's like just with an available now above it. And I'm like, yeah. Fucking thanks. Um, <laughs> get off of my screen, man. <laughs> They're getting really, uh, really aggressive with that stuff. Again, as we were saying before, I really don't mind when they when they say when it's like to show that there's a sale going on. Mm -hmm. I'm actually grateful for that. I think that's cool. Like it's nice to know that there's a sale going on, and I don't have to go and search to see if it's happening. But this. Come on, man. If I was looking into this game, I would know it's available now. Like, if, if I was you wishlisted it, maybe? If I was interested in it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, to me, that just seems too much. To push a single it game is. like that is kind of a go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, no. Unless sure, it's sure. like a free game or something. And in case anyone has doesn't know what we're talking about, it's just the phenomenon that PlayStation has lately, of, or I guess Sony has lately, of putting, forcing an icon onto your home screen. Mm -hmm. Like, they force an icon as if they another game is there. They used to do that, did they? No, they did not. Okay. Uh, that that's a real. It's a pretty new. Okay, yeah. I like within the last like few years. I don't like, remember seeing that like no, before. But. No, no, they never used to. Yeah, and they shouldn't. But you know, there's also no way to opt out of it, which is 
pretty sketchy. Anyways, um, but yeah, I just wanted to. Uh, there's no there's no news here other than the game has come out. Uh, I just wanted to briefly acknowledge the fact that it came out. Uh, I think it looks really cool. Um, it does. I read some reviews. I watched the IGN video review. They had a. They really went pretty in depth. Um, they gave it a nine uh, on Metacritic. It scored an eighty nine out of a hundred reviews. Uh, that is quite good. Uh, I mean, these games also typically are going to score high no matter what. Yeah. But I still think it's meaningful. Yeah. I mean, it looks really cool. It it does. I'm I yeah. I was interested in it. I'm not gonna get it now. I might buy it when it's on sale. I'm just not in the mood for it. That R- type of game. Totally, yeah. man. Totally. Yeah. Um, really, just quick public service announcement that it is out. Uh, and I I think it's also a nice um, one of the things I thought when I wrote, jotted this down is that uh, if you notice the IGN review came out on February 14th, and the release date was February 18th. So just another good indication of, you know, when companies feel really comfortable about a game. They let people review it early. They yeah. will let that embargo and go real early. The <laughs> one thing I, the one one reason I, I really am curious to try it out, like, now, day one, is to compare it to this apparent other AAA studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds really fucking solid. Right? All the gameplay looked extremely polished. I'm pretty yeah. sure I did the first one day one, or very early on, and it was uh, pretty pretty epic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's a cool series. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, one thing I thought was funny was that in the, in the IGN review, he kind of, they were kind of shitting on the... Um, how the, the sci-fi elements in the story are maybe not as good as the other elements, just in terms of like how well they were developed narratively, mm. right? But whenever he, they showed a cool sci-fi thing, I was like, man, that's totally the draw for me. And I'm <laughs> not that interested in the... <laughs> like, right. they're saying all the like interpersonal relationships and tribal shit is like super dope in this one. Like, right, right. Really, really well fleshed out, which is fantastic. I'm happy they did that. Like, mm-hmm. they're saying it's way better than it was in the first one. Okay, yeah. But I, I'm I totally. I'm more into the sci-fi. Yeah, right? my angle is just the sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it looks from I mean, from what I saw in the extremely limited video review, I thought it looked cool. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that, that's all I got to say about that. Fair just, a, just really, just a PSA. Um, and moving on to number six, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2019 sequel and Warzone 2 officially announced. Uh, now I got this off IGN. And IGN got this from the Call of Duty uh, official Twitter page, uh, which made an update on February 11th. Uh, saying, <laughs> that's the cat, mm. uh, we've got all the intel you need heading into Season 2 and beyond, community update, Call of Duty special briefing, and then they itemized Call of Duty is looking ahead to COD 2022, uh, sequel to Modern Warfare 2019, and being designed with new hashtag Warzone experience, both led by at Infinity Ward. Uh, a massive evolution of BR, which I think means Battle Royale. A new engine powering both the new game and Hashtag Warzone, which sounds cool. I don't know if they do that all the time or not, but I'm, I'm a little impressed by a new engine for both of them. But um, at the same time as, I, as I'm mentioning this, I wanted to bring a little bit of attention to something we didn't talk about before. It's just all related to the recent you know, Activision. Purchase, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, by the way, ABK, King. King is the developer of Candy Crush hmm. that they swallowed like a long time ago. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know how it was so hard for me to figure that out. Friend of the show, Matt, uh, pointed that out to me. Nice. Thank you, Matt. But yeah, this other article here, which is from the 9th of February, just two days earlier, 9th of February, uh, Microsoft confirms Activision Blizzard will release games on PlayStation, quote-unquote, beyond existing agreements. Subheading. And it's aiming to do the same with Nintendo. So now this was from a piece published uh, directly on the Microsoft blog blog.microsoft.com, I think it is, but I hope I'm not wrong there. Uh, And in the piece, President Brad Smith addresses concerns that popular games would no longer be available on competing consoles. I'll read this brief quote. Um, The purpose of the little Call of Duty article is really just to say, 
these two games are coming out. They're developed by Infinity Ward again, which is meaningful for some people. They have a new engine coming, which is kind of exciting. Uh, and the important thing is that they're coming on PlayStation. That makes sense given this other news. Here's a quote from the Microsoft blog post. Um, to be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of any existing agreement with Activision. This has already been stated. And we have committed to Sony that we will also make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement and into the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love. There's a lot of other stuff too, um, but basically everyone is pointing to this and saying that, okay, so... Clearly, they will release most of their stuff on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably true, uh, and I think it's nice to see a little bit of um, confirmation of that. Yeah, well, I think it'd be crazy not to. I, I, I can completely agree with you. I mean, in terms of the... I, I, I'd be curious to see the numbers. It's um, too much money. I'd be curious I mean, to see how much they make from individual things, and yeah. to see a game pass up that quantity. Well, it's really a question of how much they make from having people on Game Pass because of these games, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which is like... Can't be that many billions at the moment. Well, you know what when, I mean? Like, again, when the equivalent isn't, there is no Game Pass for PS5 and 4 mm -hmm. and whatnot, that like, how much money are you willing to actually turn away to improve yeah. your Game yeah. Pass? Yeah, like, totally. I totally. can't see it being, I can't see it making sense unless they really aren't doing that well on Sony. So, mm, absolutely. I really can't, yeah. I don't know. To me, it seems like, yeah, they're, they're going to keep. They're not idiots, you know? Like, no, um, I'm, I'm absolutely. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of... I'm happy that, like... I kind of wish more people had said that to begin with. <laughs> because there was really not a lot of people being, like... You know, everybody kind of calmed down. You know, I, I will give credit where credit's due. Colin Moriarty on his show, Sacred Symbols, was saying 100%, like, everybody calm down. Mm -hmm. Like, there's almost no chance that they're not going to release their major titles on, on PlayStation. Like, they can't... They mostly just can't afford to. Right. Like, it doesn't mean boutique titles won't come exclusive to Xbox. No. But, but massive... Certain ones, like, you can't... Yeah, Call of Duty franchise? Dude, some of the you Call know, of Overwatch? Duty... Overwatch? Like, some of the competitions they have and shit for that. Like, I mean, yeah. there's no way that yeah. you can do that. It just kind of doesn't make sense. No. You know, and there's precedence for this in the past, too, because my Minecraft was purchased by them and was still 100% supported on all consoles. Right. Right? It's just kind of like... Little apology for technical difficulties there. Um, we had some iPhone storage issues uh, with the with the last topic, so we'll come back real quick just to say we're very happy that it looks like Activision Blizzard games will probably still be on PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. So I, I am currently not worried about the the future of Diablo. I don't even know if I want to play Diablo Four, but I just want to know that I could play mm. Diablo Four. Fair enough. <laughs> it's really the only one of their properties that I actually care about. Yeah. Um. I guess Warcraft Three I used to, but you know they kind of they kind of cocked that up real good with their re remake, anyways. But that's another another story okay. altogether. So moving on to number seven, uh, which is, uh, do you want to read this one, Dave? Well, I think it's just, uh, <laughs> didn't really have too much time to look into it, so I strongly suggest people look into this art, just check out this article, but the, uh, there's an IGN article. Siberian teen jailed for five years after attempting to blow up a Russian government building. Dot, 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 in Minecraft. <laughs> so, I mean... I here, here, I guess I can just, uh, before you go on, I'll read the counter, the counter um, headline from the Moscow Times, which is where independent news from Russia... I don't know if that's true or not, um, but the which is what IGN is citing in this in this article, which is Russia sentences teens over quote unquote terrorist plot to blow up Minecraft FSB building. 
That's that's it. I just say look into this article, and I thought it was just I thought it was a joke. I just uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. There's something to it. Like, it's I, one of those headlines that you just can't help. But <laughs> you can't help but let them get you with the clickbait with it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, so I mean, the, yeah, the IGN article doesn't actually say that much by itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to get, sort of delve into the Moscow Times a little bit, but since I didn't have time before we before we uh, were prepping for this episode. Just, just go check it out. It's a, yeah. it's a hilarious title. It, that's. It. Yeah. I mean, again, don't really have anything to report on it. No, either not at side. All. Any like, <laughs> I don't really know what's going on. It was just the title that was so fucking funny. Check it out. Absolutely. So, without further ado, we'll move on to number eight, which is off the PlayStation blog. Just revealed: colon seven new indie updates and announcements. A big PlayStation blog announcement from I think Shuhei Ushida is a, was leading the charge on this one. And it's about um, a bunch of highlights about new indie games coming to PlayStation. They did this fun kind of like check back in here every 15 minutes for a new game trailer and little update. And then we'll put them all back here when it's all finished like in a big in a big reel kind of thing. Uh, it's not a big, you know, they didn't make a big to-do about it. It's just a fun little indie announcement. I love to see Shuhei Yoshida participating in the PlayStation world. He just used to be a big name in the PlayStation community, period. Uh, he spoke a lot with... Um, Previously on Podcast Beyond hosts uh, Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty, Colin of which went to do Sacred Symbols after. I kind of wish he had more to do with PlayStation than he does now. Now, unfortunately, I think he's the head of the indie development department now, but he doesn't have nearly as ex- like a sort of outward-facing role as he used to. Mm-hmm. And he's just a really charismatic, nice, like fucking nice guy, seems like. Uh, and I, 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 love, I love seeing his face on stuff, and I kind of wish he was on doing more shit. But anyways, this is from Shuhei Yoshida. And... They highlighted Moss Book 2, which is a PlayStation VR title that was fairly successful. I don't play PlayStation VR. I don't know how impressive that is, but it got you know really good reviews. Um, there's, here, I'll read the other headlines here. Master Splinter is coming to TMNT Shredder's Revenge. I think that game looks amazing, but it's also very well publicized already. Um, Post Void blasts to PS5 and PS4 this spring. I wasn't impressed. Salt and Sacrifice PvP. I'm just not into that series anymore, but whatever. Samurai Gun 2 is coming to PS5. Fine. Hello Neighbor 2. It's got a little bit of... That has a niche audience, but it's a really weird sort of like stealth... I don't even know what you'd call it. I feel that this selection is a little weak. Um, I feel that there absolutely is um, a pretty rich indie world out there to plunder. Again, I wanted to get into the indie games I left off of our anticipated 2022 right, titles. Right. I will get to it sometime, uh, but I, I promise there is there is more interesting <laughs> stuff than what was listed here. Except Animal Well looks extremely cool. So Animal Well, well as in like a, the thing you draw water out of, uh, is coming to PS5. Animal Well is a solo project developer. Uh, this guy, Billy Basso, first I've heard of him. Um, and this game just looks fucking weird, and you kind of have to see it to understand, I think. Uh, it's pixel art. Uh, it's really low-res pixel art. Um, it looks like a weird sort of puzzle platformer. It's just so hard to... Here, let's watch the announcement trailer. <laughs> if we keep this in, he's oh. killing himself. Oh, my looking God. Looking at this Animal Well trailer. <laughs> what the fuck? Nice, you can fart bubbles you can jump on. <laughs> I, I really think it looks interesting. I bet you do. So we just watched the trailer for Animal Well. Teague is, how would you describe yourself? Um, I'm super ecstatic to try this. I can't wait. <laughs> it's like uh, the best looking game I've ever seen. If you're tuning into the show for the first time now, that is... Uh... 100% serious. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, it, uh, it looks like your type of game. Um, 
<laughs> we have such different tastes, man. But I really think Animal Well looks actually pretty interesting. Well, if you've got like if you've got fondness for that type of game, yeah, it totally does. The whole like maybe stealth, whatever's uh, platforming kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like I this it. even has like survival horror feel a bit to it. Well, like what? It's very like creepy and and weird in cases. That's creepy. There was just a bunch of weird elements that felt very like mm, I don't know, like surrealist, creepy, weird, mm, okay. strange. You know, like unsettling, strange kind of. I don't know. I don't get unsettling out of it, but I mean, again, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just yeah, I no, find it enough. looks very um, Nintendo. It does look very Nintendo, um, yeah. which it's is super lo-fi, low-res pixel art stuff. Which is, you know, like how scary could you make a Nintendo game? To, to me, not so much. I uh, think people who have played Lone Survivor could probably say that yes you can make it scary but yeah that, it's pretty rare okay yeah. um i don't know yeah it just to me it's uh, i get it you're into that kind of thing yeah. i am just well, I, not i mean but beyond being neat yeah like decent pixel art i think that there's maybe something here yeah well the stealth and the yeah the weird uh, farting bubbles yeah that looked cool <laughs> anyways um yeah to me that that was the only game that was really worth mentioning here uh, because the other ones we just already know about okay i mean listen shredder coming into tmnt turtles revenge whatever that's called is cool but like we've already seen plenty of that game we don't need to know more uh anyways i mean if you're interested in weird Indie pixel art titles that are a little offbeat. Mm-hmm. I would say check out Animal Well. There you go. Uh, I also just kind of I get a little excited whenever I see a solo creation. Yeah, because th- those tend to have a lot of um, a lot more heart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they have a feeling. Yeah, they have a like, feeling. Uh, they have a feeling. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Uh, it's not your fault. I mean, I'm just not interested. You don't you know, like what you like, don't like, right? Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. It's very similar, like Fortnite. You know, it's like to me, I just yeah. don't like it. See, when I saw my my nephew playing a Fortnite, I was like, I think I see, I think I see what he likes here. Again, with friends. With friends. With That's friends. the thing. Like yeah. anything is yeah. fun with friends. Dude. Yeah. Well, um, you definitely can't play Animal Well. With we friends. could, yeah. Well, we could, we could <laughs> flick a coin for hours if we were if the power went out and still have a blast. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> moving on. Yep. Okay. Uh, moving on to number nine. Atomic Heart release window revealed plus new developer Q and A. Yeah, but you're pretty excited about that. I am extremely excited. Uh, I got this off IGN, and IGN, if I'm not mistaken, this is a Ryan McCaffrey joint, who, like I was saying, was one of the few remaining journalists at IGN, I believe. There was a general announcement put out, like the video itself, which uh, details the release uh, window, that was just put out by Moonfish. Um, but uh, IGN reached out via email with a bunch of questions for them, and they uh, answered back. I'm quoting from the article here, the mysterious first-person shooter from developer Moonfish that I've been talking about a lot, that's not in the article, that's vaguely reminiscent of Bioshock, in a good way in brackets, has cheek... Is there a bad way of being reminiscent of Bioshock? Anyways, has cheekily revealed its release window. At the end of a new trailer, watch it above, it's totally dope, go watch it. Uh, The release window was revealed to be sometime in the final four months of 2022. The trailer reveals hashtag, 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 burr, 2022. Hmm. So September, October, and November. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, October. September, not November, October, December. Yeah, yeah, December. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, September is not really. I could have just kept reading the article and said narrowing it to September, October, November <laughs> instead of speculating there, um, which I thought was actually really cool because it, I mean the burr. I would take out the September part, <laughs> but that's still a burr. No, I mean the twenty-first of September is the the change of season. Well, I suppose. So the majority of September is not. It depends on where you're taking the burr It's fucking for, summer, it's dude. It's It's not BRR. Dude, it's summer. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, I thought it was cool how 
Uh, Moonfish is, is giving the release date in just a, a really nice like little bubble. I was excited to see from my previous predictions that like it does look like this game will come out this year. Mm. I'm kind of surprised it's actually going to be that long. I thought, judging by the footage they had before... It seemed like it was ready to go. It looked so finished. Yeah. You know? But uh, like even a long time ago, it looked ready to go. Right? Absolutely. And absolutely. That's, that's why it kind of... I don't know. I suppose, I suppose. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just really, really excited to see this game. Uh, I will really quickly... Let me just read this and... Well, the fact that it was looking that good that long ago and is coming out in as long as it is, yeah. uh, I'm really expecting it to be a masterpiece. Yeah. No, me too. I mean, I, I am unbelievably excited for this game. Um, I'm going to be honest and just go ahead and say that uh, the IGN article, to me, um, the questions are not really particularly interesting. Uh, okay. They don't really reveal anything exciting, but what I would do is go and watch the um, the new release date window trailer because it's totally fucking awesome. And um, yeah, I mean, I, my, my excitement for this game continues. Uh, I do think it looks spectacular. I think you're right. I think it's going to be extremely polished. I think that they're, yeah, I, I really think that this is going to be the Bioshock spiritual successor that will make the creator of Bioshock jealous. Hmm. Like, it looks super good. Like, um, And it looks like it really has, Bioshock had a weirdness about it. Uh, oh yeah, and, and this game has a lot more of a weirdness about it, and I think it maybe even is going to nail that feeling even better. I don't know. Mm. Uh, we'll see. I mean, Bioshock's a masterpiece. This probably won't be a masterpiece like that, but it does look like one of the most unique games to come out in a long time. Yep. Um, and it looks like it's got really solid uh, first-person like act, both melee and gun gameplay. Mm-hmm. So, super stoked. Yep. Yeah, check out the trailer. It's it's it looks really really cool. I will be waiting for that with bated breath. So moving on to number ten. Nintendo Direct from February 2022. Uh, Nintendo delivered another another one of their Direct presentations. It's a bit long. <laughs> I would maybe recommend just reading an article about what they announced. It's a lot faster. I was not that impressed by this Direct. They announced a few things that were interesting. Star Wars Force Unleashed is getting a port to Switch, which is, it's not straight port. It's, it's actually, they're adding a couple weird modes, hmm. including, like, I think it's got some multiplayer in it, which I don't know if it, do you know if it had that the first time? I don't think so. I think I would have probably uh, bought it if it did. Yeah, yeah. It's. I, I mean, I don't really... It's such a quizzical thing, too. People are a little excited about this, seems like. I, I, I don't get it. Um, I don't really... I mean, Force Unleashed, I'm, I think it was a really... From what I understand, it was a really cool game. Maybe you can back oh, me up sorry. on that. I was mixing it up with uh, Fallen Order. No. Um, oh, yeah, no, okay. I, no, I no. certainly did play Force Unleashed, but I didn't even have the internet back then. Yeah, sure. So I have um, no idea if it was... Uh, I, I really doubt it was co-op. Well, it's being remastered for Switch uh, with a little bit of added stuff. It's not co-op. I think they added like a PvP mode, maybe? It's a really weird, out-of-left-field announcement. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not that excited, but I think it's cool. I well, guess. fair enough. I mean, it's an ancient game, right? Yeah, I, I gotta be honest. I do not think it looks good by today's standards. No, fair um, enough. I mean, I had fun with it when I bought it at a pawn shop, like... 10 years ago or something yeah, you know like uh, yeah. for $5 or $10 or something I, for sure I, I played the hell out of it and I thought it was great but like for a pawn shop game yeah, for yeah. $10 like. I mean I don't have too much to say about this direct I would say go watch it if you're really curious about what's coming out on the horizon of Nintendo it is a good sort of little slice of like what are the next I don't know three to nine months gonna look like kind of thing um, for me the highlights were still a little excited about uh, Octopath nope Project Triangle Strategy? No, just Triangle Strategy. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still a little bit excited about Triangle Strategy. That's the turn-based tactical game by the Octopath guys. Oh, right. 
Yeah, I think that looks interesting. Um, it's not a day one purchase for me, but it's a read all the reviews like crazy and make sure that I don't want to buy it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I might get it. Um, Front Mission, which is an old mech, it's an old mech turn-based strategy game hmm. uh, out, of, out of Japan uh, that has its origins back in, I want to say, the NES days even? Hmm. Most people know it for, I think, PlayStation, starting on PlayStation, but Front Mission is a weird old game that it came to the US on a couple instances. It's like has a it's like a big franchise in Japan, but like maybe two of them made their way over here. Hmm. It, it it really is just it's turn based strategy um, with mechs, hmm. and it's kind of interesting. I don't know if I want to play one of those today, but I very well might check out this. They're they're remastering Front Mission One, which is, I think is, was originally a Nintendo game. It doesn't look like it's like updated graphics. They're just remastering that for for Switch, and that's going to be I think it's the first time released on North American shores, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. And they are very Japanese. Like, they're a little dialogue-heavy and, like, that kind of stuff. But I'm curious. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like mechs. I like turn-based. Uh, it's different. I might check it out. Hey. Um, and the thing I really wanted to call attention to was... I'll use this Polygon uh, article headline to to uh, to bring it out. Uh, Cult 90s Square Enix RPG Live Alive to get long overdue Western release. So Live Alive is super fucking weird and super fucking Japanese... Uh, I think it looks extremely cool. It's a game I had never heard of before now, um, but it's getting remastered in the Octopath style. Okay. So with those funky Octopath, uh, like HD 2D graphics, mm. um, which I just really adore the style of. Yep. And I think the game looks so fucking weird. Uh, I'll read a really quick clip from the Polygon article. Live Alive's gimmick is that it encompasses seven eras, each of each each with its own distinct storyline, art, and gameplay style. Prehistory, the Wild West, Imperial China, Edo Japan, the near future, and the distant future. Further, unlockable chapters tie these stories together, and there's a turn-based battle system uniting all of them, adapted to the combat style of each era. It's certainly an, amb an ambitious premise, and the game has a great pedigree too. It was directed by Final Fantasy VI designer and Chrono Trigger director Takashi Tokita, with music by legendary Yoko Shimamura uh, of Street Fighter II Kingdom Hearts, also interesting to note, Yoko Shimomura also did the mu was um, convinced almost against her will to do the music for Super Mario RPG, which we talked about before. Okay. Funny little connection there. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say about that. I think that that sounds uh, extremely promising. Like FF6 is widely considered to be one of... Like some people say it's always a toss-up between FF4 and 6 for what's the best, the best written Final Fantasy game of the Super Nintendo era. Okay. Uh, and Chrono Trigger is probably my favorite JRPG ever. Hmm. Um, yeah, I have like Chrono Trigger magnets on my fridge and shit. Like, <laughs> I, I fucking love it. Uh, that's that's my, my Wii U is my Chrono Trigger machine. Okay. Right? Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's what I got to say about that. I will almost certainly be trying Live Alive because it looks fucking weird. Right, <laughs> I don't right. know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I just, I just, I really dig what it looks like. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, but it's super all over the place and strange. Uh, just go check it out. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But um, yeah, that's really all I have to say about uh, the direct. Cool. So moving on to number eleven, Sifu was released. Official right. launch tra trailer came out February eighth. Released February February eighth. Uh, has a nine on, IG on IGN. Got eighty on Metacritic from sixty five reviews. Again, this is just a PSA that it came out. Neither of us have played it. These are the Absolver people, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So Slow clap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's something... Yeah, there's potential, right? I think it looks totally awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, I watched the video review on IGN. I think it looks super good. I noticed Skill Up has a... Uh, would I recommend Sifu? Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to watch that after. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I think it sounds really, really good. Hmm. Like, it looks like it has... Man, I mean... The, the whole time with Absolver... 
I mean, I didn't play that much, but I, I, I was very, very curious, as I think we've maybe talked about before. Um, either both of us was like curious at one point in time, and neither of us was able to push past the first like little bit, fifteen minutes maybe. Uh, no, I think we. I played a little longer. Okay, I did. Um, <laughs> I, I played a little longer. I, I got some. I, I figured some stuff out, but um, again, the only reason it seemed even like remotely possible to play was because with a friend, right? Like, exactly. This is the only reason why I was like, okay, I'm going to try and figure this And even still, like... I mean, it it's, wasn't... A, it's a fucking martial arts MMO. It was so weird. It was so weird. Yeah. Um, the concept is fucking awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. The the graphics or the animation is just weird. Have you seen Sifu? Shots yeah. of Sifu? Yeah. And I think it's nice that they, I mean, they really... Um, What's the word? Circumvented that graphical hurdle. Oh yeah, like it looks. Time. It looks awesome. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. it's like simple and stylized, but it looks really awesome. It does. It yeah. does. Yeah. No, it, it seems like there's some potential. Um, I think it sounds super good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like a classic, uh, you know, death of the master story too. Mm-hmm. And you're like trying to avenge the the death of your your kung fu master, I think, For sure. who's maybe your dad also. I, I can't remember. Probably. Um, but like. They also showed a neat way of like when you find information, you have sort of like some sort of like detective-looking wall that shows all the pieces of info you found about the various people. I don't know. It looks like there's, it looks like there's simple but potentially very gratifying story elements to this game too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, right alongside like ext- sounds like extremely rock solid, difficult but really rewarding mastery combat. Hmm. Um, I was actually talking to Joel earlier, and he says he, he might give it a shot. I'm pretty intrigued myself. Um, and it's got. I didn't get far enough into the reviews to be able to speak about this eloquently but from what I understand this aging system in the game it's like I mean you get you started off as like 20 or something and you get to like you can age to 70 and I think if you, and like if you hit that certain age point I think the game that's it like the game kind of wipes hmm. so the, and it's got this and it's like I think it's like you you age two more years than you did previously each time you die, sort of. Hmm. It's got some weird kind of like... Uh, ro- Interesting. Super weird. Uh, well, like, original. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of makes me... R- reminds me of the Senua's Sacrifice mechanic of like, it'll eventually delete your save file. Right, right. And it's very, very long, but it's just enough to give you the stress and tension of the idea that that could yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think there's some really interesting elements at play here. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. I actually kind of wish like this is a deep cup for anyone who remembers this game, but I kind of wish these guys would redo, would do a remaster or no, sorry, a reboot of Matrix Path of Neo. Okay. Do you ever hear that game? No. PS2 Brawler. It's mm. the only Matrix game I ever thought looked cool. It's it was like a totally awesome like brawler Neo game okay. where you like use the the you know, whatever, the force powers and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, the Neo powers. It was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the agents were like, ah, oh, man, that game was... Uh, anyone who knows it, I'm sure, will, will know what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. Anyways, uh, it looks neat. Yeah. 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 Nice. That's really all. Oh, I guess also I could say that uh, it's not a full-price game. It's, like, 55. That's great, yeah. Yeah, it really looks... It looks like it's perfectly priced. Right, yeah. right. Very, very happy about that. Um, on to number 12 GTA 6 confirmed Rockstar finally says it's in development Now I got this off IGN mm-hmm. And IGN got this off An official press, press release from Rockstar Here I'll read this quote real fast With the unprecedented longevity of GTA 5 We know many of you have been asking us About a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series With every new project we embark on Our goal is always to significantly move beyond What we have previously delivered And we are pleased to confirm that active development For the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series Is well underway 
We look forward to sharing more as soon as we are ready, so please stay tuned to the Rockstar Newswire for official details. On behalf of all of our team, we thank you all for your support and cannot wait to step into the future with you. So, to me, that doesn't sound like an official release of a game. Like, it doesn't say that they're... To me, that doesn't mean that GTA 6 is on its way. I hear you. It, yeah. It's too vaguely worded for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next installment in the GTA, like... Yeah, no, I mean, I... They just did the trilogy shit recently, right? I um, kind of agree with you. Everyone's reporting this as, like, GTA 6 confirmed. I mean, the headline of IGN says GTA 6 confirmed. Yeah, I just personally, I don't believe it. Uh, like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not willing to bet that that statement yeah. means that. I think that I'm just looking at it as, like, okay, they're confirming that they're working on some the from, next some, some new GTA. But what does that mean? Like, is, Yeah, is we really that, don't know. Yeah. Is that a 5 PS5 version? Is that the, <laughs> the PS5 exclusive GTA 5? Um, because they were working on that. I mean, if they were to say the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series and actually mean that, I mean, that would be such a horrific blunder that I think there's no way they would do that. Well, I don't, I don't know. feel Technically, that... the last game, the trilogy that came out, was in the series. But that's a re... Redid Master? three of them. Yeah, but again, it's it all had to do, I think, with their, their projections for their, um, their earnings mm. in a certain, at a certain time. And it's like... That doesn't mean that it's GTA 6. Yeah. Like, yeah. this could be, again, the GTA 5 release on PS5 or whatever. I just, I'm not willing yeah. to bet. I, I, it would be great if that's the case. But hearing this, I'm like, mm, I'll believe it when I see it. Sure, sure. You know? I'm willing to bet that it is a new GTA game. Mm-hmm. And not like a GTA 5. I'm not willing to bet that it's GTA 6. Like, it could very well be, you know, how they did, like... There's GTA 5, then there's like GTA San Andreas, GTA Vice right. City. Like, I feel like it might be something like that. There's also the possibility it could be some sort of like new GTA standalone multiplayer that represents the future of how they're going with the series. Who knows? But um, I don't know. I mean, it's I'm happy that they confirmed that they're working on something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it could be. It could be GTA 6 is exactly what they're talking about. I mean, about. it can be GTA 5 because they've at least already said they're doing that. So that would be literally completely redundant if they were to say that, right? Like, mm. that's that wouldn't be a new and en- the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series. If next they, entry to it, in the series. Yeah, no, I. Hear, I don't know. I yeah. hear you. Like it, t- it at first glance, it a hundred percent should be six. Mm-hmm. Like I would take it as that. <laughs> but the fact that they didn't say GTA Six, yeah, makes me question it. Maybe they just don't know what the title is yet. Well, I mean, like again. The fact that you're not clear that it's, you know, mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear you. It, I hear you. I hear it seems like a con artist. Something a scammer would say. Like, <laughs> you know, like uh, I think you're right to question, uh, and I, I, I guess who knows? You know, mm. but uh, I think a lot of people are excited to just see that for sure, for there's sure. a new installment in the works, and maybe a little bit surprised to think that they're not necessarily just working on five for the foreseeable future. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't mean they won't continue. Obviously, continue that in tandem, but. I think some people, I mean, I was certainly thinking, are they even going to do another one? You know, like, yeah, yeah. They certainly don't have to. I mean, with the amount of money that uh, GTA 5 is printing, 
Like I don't, they could totally just refine and continue that online process. Yeah. I think. But uh, again, I just, I don't, I wouldn't hold my breath for yeah. it. No, neither, neither would I. But I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see. All the headlines say it though. Like there's so they many really videos yeah, saying really, like really the official do. thing. They're showing some art and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. what, what's this art from? You I know, hear like, you there. I hear you there. Like yeah. what, what yeah. the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. It's maybe a little bit of a, of a leap. But, I jumped um, the shark. You know? <laughs> so here, let's move on to number 13, which is uh, my personal favorite for this episode. Shovel Knight developer announces a brand new game, Mina the Hollower. So this is, I got this, the, the headline is from IGN. And IGN got this off a, a stream on G4, apparently. You know what G4 is? <laughs> I'm, I'm really shocked that they chose the new G4 to... Anyways, let's not get into it. A stream on G4 called Yacht Club Games Presents. Yeah, Yacht Club Games sort of just detailed the plans for the new game. Um, they are the Shovel Knight guys. Uh, I have played Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight is absolutely a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. It is an incredible um, slice of game design. It draws on the best elements of like Super Mario 3, Mega Man, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, a whole bunch of like really, really solid NES games. It takes like, like takes mechanical influence from all of them and makes something that is like greater than the sum of its parts. Right. It's really cool. Uh, it's I, I couldn't possibly recommend the game more. It's super hard too. Like it's it doesn't pull Your punches. Cup of tea. Absolutely my cup of tea. Um, fantastic music, awesome graphics. Uh, anyways, and so they announced their new game, which is really cool because Shovel Knight's 2014, and it's been, gosh, eight years. Yeah, I mean, they've done other small things, um, but they have, have they have not developed a new game after Shovel Knight. They've made DLC. They've like worked with people to produce secondary games. Like there was like a shovel, a shovel knight dig is coming. Um, shovel knight pocket dungeon was released in, in tandem with someone else. Okay. You know, like they've sort of like contracted out with other people to like make stuff, but they haven't done a unique property. Um, so this is their first new product uh, since shovel knight. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it looks amazing. There's a lot of controversy over they used a Kickstarter to partially fund the game. Um, in their press release, they were like, we are now, we, we can totally fund this game ourselves, but we want to do a Kickstarter because that's how our initial game was made, and we'd like to create the same sort of creative process that we went through the first time. A lot of people are shitting on this, being like, you know, why are they essentially asking for handouts when they're like an extremely wealthy company now and they can, they can fund it fully themselves? I can both see and not see that argument. Um, I can see either side of that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bug me. Um, I'm just not going to fund the Kickstarter. <laughs> but well, no. I mean, it, it doesn't. If you want to be a part of it, then do it. I completely. I, I kind of. I can really relate to what they're saying in terms of like we just want to do it the same way we did the first one because we liked it. I can relate to that. I also think that it's maybe that it could be seen as like a little. Um, I don't know. Gross. But at the, same, at the same time, at the end of the day, I mean, all you're doing with a Kickstarter really is just buying the game in advance. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's not really that different from buying it after the fact. It's pretty much just like investing it, having faith in them to the point of like, yeah. I, want to, I, I want to contribute to this. You know, exactly. like I'm willing to get yeah. on board from the get-go and whatever. And I mean, um, they're a fucking cool dev. Like, yeah, I mean, so if there's somebody, someone to support, like, I, you know, I, would have, I would have no qualms about supporting them. Yeah, and if you don't want to, just don't. Yeah, it's kind of like it's not the way I do things. But it's not like the game isn't going to be made if they don't reach their thing, right? Exactly. So uh, yeah. there's no, pr I don't see a problem with it at all. No, neither do I. I don't really get all the sort of hate on that. Um, but I just see something that to me looks incredible. And I know this is really like you're going to laugh, but um, that there's some better screenshots from the Polygon article or the Game Informer article. Oh my god, I just love it so much. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's straight up Legend of Zelda, like refined Legend of Zelda NES original art style. Um, and I think it looks great. There's various shots of like the character, you know, visiting shops, buying items, uh, like either learning abilities or buying abilities. It's unclear, but it's like uh, it's also you know they're going for a Game Boy Color uh, aesthetic, and they're using actually every color in the Game Boy Color palette, and they're not mm. going outside that. So they're doing a really like legit sort of okay. reinterpretation of like that platform, you know, which I think is super cool. Um, and uh, the game itself looks kind of like it's going to be a Zelda kind of game, like okay. or, original Zelda. And I have, I just have so much faith in their ability to do something like that well because of Shovel Knight. Like Shovel Knight is a game that like I wouldn't have believed it could be that good if you told me ahead of time. Mm. You know, without playing it, I'd just be like, ah, it's like an NES clone. I mean, sure, it looks pretty, but like, can it be that good? And, and you know, but it really is kind of that impressive. So yeah, I just, I just really want to see what they can do next. Yeah. Um, but I'm super stoked. Like, I mean, unfortunately, this probably isn't going to. They didn't, they didn't re- announce a release date at all yet. Um, given the track record of development time for Shovel Knight, it's reasonable to assume that it will probably be around... I think Shovel Knight was 14 months after the Kickstarter finished, so maybe it'll be around 14 months. But, you know, we'll, we'll know when it comes sooner in time, but... Um, Interesting. I can't wait to hear more about it. Nice. But um, that's what I got to say about Mean and the Hollower. Uh, so, on to last but not least. Yep. PSA, final PSA, number 14, GTFO review came out. This is old news. Uh, I got this off IGN. It's just, I I watched the review on the site. Uh, The game itself, GTFO, came out December 21st. Uh, Sorry, the review came out December 21st. The game was released December 10th. This is super old news. Mm. Um, It's only on PC. And I really just wanted to bring attention to this because... I have no idea how I clicked on this link to watch this video review myself. It's one of those just weird fever dreams where you click on an article that you think is going to be total, you know, hogwash, and you're just like, wait a second. Um, But the game has a 78 on Metacritic out of 13 reviews. Uh, IGN gave it a... This is another Ryan McCaffrey review. He's so good. IGN gave it an 8. It's on PC only. Uh, But here's a little tweet from um, the the, the company. Uh, This is the GTFO... 10 Chambers Twitter account. I think 10 Chambers is the dev. Uh, This is in response to some other user's question about a console release. Uh, They say, we'd love to release GTFO on consoles, but we are only nine people working on the game. That's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. So we have to focus our efforts. For that reason, the plan is currently to release on PC first, with possible console versions coming later. This game looks like some fucking genius made the incredible version of Left 4 Dead that Back 4 Blood should be. Right. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks... Hard as balls. It looks impossible to do if you don't have a super coordinated team of three. It like it absolutely requires cooperation. It looks scary and terrifying. <laughs> it looks like it has dope first person shooter like gunplay mechanics. Like looks super tight the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, really polished. And um, I don't have too much more to say about this other than maybe go check out the review. It looks incredible. Um, and I, I just I can't. I both don't know how more people aren't talking about this game. And I really hope it comes to console. Yeah. 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 The I fact would that love it's PC only, screen. it's like, uh, it's just a complete write off to me. You know, it's like. Absolutely, but. Potential. I mean, they pretty much always come to console when they're successful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this, this game has the, has the, certainly has the cultural cachet. Like, it has the, in, the early influence with people mm-hmm. to maybe get that. Yeah. Fair enough. So I'm hoping. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really, you know, that's, that's kind of all I got. That's pretty cool, though. That's it for that's it for I think that's that's it for today's episode, D. All right. Do you want to? Do you have any closing comments? Uh, yeah, maybe I was a bit too harsh on um, <laughs> on Dying Light. Maybe. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. 
you know, there are some <laughs> upsides to it, and um, I may have, I may have been a bit, been a bit pissy about it. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I do have you on record, both from quotes written down on from phone conversations ahead of time, and specifically, I can remember earlier in this episode today itself that you did say a telephone. Yeah, no, no, no. So, it's definitely hella fun, but it's not it's like just, you didn't say it was good. But I, I mean, like, I, I, I may have. I think, I think it was yesterday or the day before was the last time I played with Buddy, and like, it ended. At, we stopped playing on like with a bad taste in our mouth, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't see him on today, and you know, like I haven't played either, so it's like, I had a bad taste in my mouth <laughs> to begin. <laughs> you were a little salty, so I may have, I may have been a bit, a little, a little. Yeah, I may have laid on the salt a little thick. For but, sure. Uh, but whatever. They need some criticism. It's just, uh, whatever. Maybe not as much as I gave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I still feel like the fact that you logged over 100 hours kind of speaks for itself. Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why you played for 100 hours. Yeah, but the lack of, uh, you know, uh, suggesting it to people. Like, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not that I wouldn't, under no circumstances, you should get this game. It's like, it's just like, it's, I can't recommend it for 80 bucks to... It, I can't know that you won't get so pissed off with these bugs that it's like mm-hmm. a complete waste. It's just both me and my buddy aren't sorry that we spent 80 bucks, 90 bucks with tax on it. Yeah. 92. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, it's, it's kind of just like a question of just know what you're in for. Yeah, that's it. Right? Yeah. Like, as long as you're an educated consumer, I mean, if, if it really appeals to you, go nuts. Absolutely. Like, um, I think you could yeah. really have a blast. I would be going nuts if I felt like playing a zombie game right now. Exactly. Like, for sure. Exactly. Um, Cool. Well, I guess that's all we have for you. Cool. So, I mean, you know, hope you enjoyed that. And I guess we'll see you next time. Have a good one. All right.